Bros, Bibles, and Beer, episode 10. Welcome to it. Yeah, this is Scott. Scott Holbert. Matt Sether. That's how my computer says it. No, it is actually accurate. Sether is, Sether. is the legitimate, accurate, historical name. And I'm Zach. And I'm Sether. This is Sether, Zach, and Scooter. We talk about ISIS sex, Star Wars spoilers, briefly, barely. Do we need to swear in the Bible? Or swear about the Bible? Erroneously. Or use bad words when we're talking about the Bible in a positive light? Is that even possible? Submitting to authority. Completely erroneously accurate. And also Matt experiences spiritual warfare. Or does he? Question mark. Go ahead and subscribe iTunes, Bros Bibles and Beer. Today. What's the Twitter? At Bros Bibles Beer. Facebook. Facebook slash Bros Bibles Beer. Dot com. And the website, Bros Bibles Beer dot com. Thanks, man. Give us a like, a rating, a refund, a repeat. Yes, refund us. Refund us. Refund? We don't offer refunds. Because we're not going to refund you. Nope, it's free. It's free? Yeah. Sign me up. You're not getting paid, except for the beer you drink of mine. Oh. Oh, yeah, I thought the beer was free. Beer's not free. Beer is always free. I'm going to take it in snuggles. Oh. You're going to pay me in snuggles. All right, worth it. All right, this is all ad oh. <laughs> Ad-lib. <laughs> Dude, hey. you just hit me right in the eye with that thing. Yeah. So it, it still applies to us. It might not be the exact same way, but there's still some form, some essence of that prophecy or that promise that applies to us. Don't drop the mic. Do you agree? <laughs> I do, Scott, sure. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to the real topic then. Sarah Silverman tweeted... Merry Christmas. Jesus was gender fluid. Does this <laughs> does this upset you? You were taking a drink. Um, <laughs> What's the definition of gender fluid? It means you can be whatever gender you want to be at any time oh, you want to be. It. I think it. she's on to something. Is she recognizing Jesus as God? And Jesus as God doesn't have a gender. Like one gender, right? When you when you're saying Jesus as okay, God, God, are you referring to the incarnation? God. So secondarily, she not Jesus himself, but if Jesus is God and God is technically everything, he's everything fluid. What do you mean? Okay, you're not you're not talking pantheism here. So does this make you uncomfortable? No, I just wanna I just wanna I'm trying to understand what you're saying. I'm sorry, I'm probably being a douche. But Jesus had long hair and a beard. She's Jewish, You're not though. on a she microphone. Knows. If you're going to contribute, come pick up this microphone. No, just interpret what she's saying. She said that things that happen every year are things that happen um, from time to time during the year. I might, I might agree with her on at least one of those points. Merry Christmas. Maybe. <laughs> Jesus is gender fluid. Anyway, it pisses Christian Christians off, right? Probably because she's not. She did did, it? She's it's, not. It doesn't matter what she says. It's going to piss Christians off. But she's not referring to God as uh, in being a spirit, or not being a spirit, but being spirit, because that would piss Christians off too if I said God is a spirit. Um, but God being spirit, that meaning he doesn't have a gender, therefore he's gender fluid. That doesn't have the same meaning, though. The theological term, there, there's no theological term gender fluid. So I think she she's using it as You're a double entendre. So much... Were there women carpenters in the Bible? I think she's just trolling. And, and probably. People, people she's probably just trying it. to be fronty. And they'll retweet fronty. that. That'll give she her She was hits. fronty. Yeah. Would you say she's fronty? How do you like your stones? I'm fronter. Front, front it? I'm fr- You're front, front it? Front Anyway, have some respect. Not even funny. If she wasn't so cute, I'd be mad at her. Isn't that a character name? What's her name? Sarah Silverman? She's pretty cute. I, 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 what is she in? Well, that's a good picture of her. I like the look. That's yeah. a good picture. 
What is she in? She's a stand-up comic. <laughs> she's she's been in a movie though. Her movies hasn't oh, yeah, she? Her a few movies. Thirty Rock. People responded saying you wouldn't make a similar joke about Muhammad. My guess is she won't. Oh, is she Muslim? Wouldn't want to offend a Muslim. Christians are fair game though, right, Sarah? Says at Angela Carwile. Um, which which website is this? Christians are stupid for falling for this. Okay, I should probably clarify that. Not all Christians are stupid, but people who fall for this and get pissed off. Do you think Jesus? It, okay, would is Jesus? Oh, it's at the Huff, Huffington Post. Is Jesus offended at this? I think he I, laughs. I think it, it, is Jesus caught off guard and offended by what? what? I don't know caught what off guard? No. Yeah, I don't know what you mean by caught off guard. But don't think about it too hard. Okay. Uh, but because God is a humorous God. Yeah, yeah, he laughs at all of our jokes. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> all throughout Leviticus, right, Scott? Yeah, I think I think he is saddened by any unrepentant sinner. That's true. That's biblical. Do it says th- it in the Bible. Well, do you, do you th- okay? So it does. Do you think he's really saddened, or is that something he's that just we pretending? Yeah. I mean, Sorry. I think I think he likes to pretend. I don't know. It just seems it seems like if God is all knowing, he wouldn't. Not that he likes sin or terrible stuff that happens, or when people say stupid things. Um, but cut off guard and saddened or offended. Um, I I think Christians feel like they got to protect God from people like Sarah Silverman, so that's why they're offended. Or they're insecure, and it's a threat to their faith, so they are offended. Uh, do you think that... If you were so sure about God, what you have, would you would it, would it elicit a less emotional response from these people that are Christians that are upset at Sarah Silverman? I don't know that their response is out of fear or insecurity maybe they're trying to defend god's honor i is that bad is it is it something we should try to do in every circumstance defend god why not mm, because it I, I don't usually it's it feels like it's counterproductive when at least in examples in society when christians try to rise up to defend God against the evil Supreme Court or whatever it is. It just, it seems like it turns into uh, an us versus them thing, and there's not a lot of love involved. So if, if they did it in a loving way, is it okay? Yeah, but they would have to have a lot of pillows with them and kittens. So you're not opposed to them standing up and defending God. It's just the way that they do it. I don't feel like God needs... Much Whether defense. or not God needs it, should we? No, I think we should. Man- the mandate should be love. The, the mantra should be love. What does love mean? I know this is your favorite question. <laughs> I know it is. We're not gonna. I see what you're doing. I like how you're answer. I could just picture you talking to the Mormons that come to you, where you just have a question to follow up. Whatever what do you mean is by the- <laughs> Jesus is exactly divine. Do you mean that he's God? Well, no, 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 no. I mean, well, okay, but when you say he's divine, what does that mean? Well, I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he's God, but he's not like God. This is you in the bathroom rehearsing naked, right? Yes. Okay. So defending God's honor, do you, you don't think Christians should do that? Or they should do it, but only do it in love or only doing it in a loving way? Because you could do something... In love, but not in a loving way. Yeah, I just think I think Christians overdo it. They overdo defending God's honor, and I think a lot of it stems from fear and discomfort with their faith being under attack. Because if they had the ultimate truth on our side, which we believe we do, why, why the fear and the the anger the emotional responses and i i could be wrong but i just i feel like it co- mostly comes from a place of that whereas if we are totally confident we could come come back at her with love not how dare you or um 
or is that unloving to say something like that though? No, <laughs> I just you know I, I, I'm not sure that it's out of it's it's not necessarily out of fear, I, and I think it can put be it on sure. your mouth. I, I think it can be sure out of fear, but it, what if it's more out of out of just wanting to defend God? Fair enough, but they suck at it. To give, to be, you know, to give an answer to everyone who asks. What is the hope? Hmm. What's the answer? The answer to the hope that lies within you, not how dare you, vitriol, vitriol, response, rebuttal, vitriol. So anger. it's not. So again, it's not that they are responding; it's how they respond. Yeah, and Sarah's okay, so not even asking it. a question. Right. She doesn't she's care. She's making a very she's she's getting what she wants. Terse she's getting what comments. she wants. Possibly terse. I don't know if that's a, what that means. All right, enough about this. So wait, but back to the Sarah yeah. Silverman. Okay, You're saying, please, does yeah. God care? Because oh, Matt's back. Matt Sather is back all of a sudden. Don't use my full name. Okay, Matt James. Beep that out. Peckerhorse Sather. I like that. That's my stage name. Um. You were asking if really. if uh, <laughs> if good. God cares about their heart, Sarah Silverman's heart. Yeah, bring it. Right? Is that what you're saying? Well, I know he doesn't uh, care about Sarah Silverman's heart, but go ahead. Okay. Well, she was pre- predestined for destruction, right, Scott? You know that the, the <laughs> is it joke. Uh, United Hills song that sings that song with the lyrics uh, "Break my heart for what breaks yours." Okay. It's not. It's in the Bible, right? Just like God won't give you anything more than you can handle. Right. It's right. in that same book. <laughs> totally in the Bible. <clears throat> it's in the same book. But anyhow, in Ezekiel chapter 6, verse 9, says, Then in the nations where they have been carried captive. Don't worry about the version it's in, Scott. It better not be the uh, those, NLT. The, <laughs> those who escape will remember me, how I, have gr- how I have been grieved by their adulterous hearts, which have turned away from me, and by their eyes, which have lusted after their idols. I mean, that's just one sin, but Speci- God grieves. Speaking specifically about is the Israeli people, sure, which Sarah Silverman would be a part of. Well, well, oh, good. So this this applies. What they will load themselves for the what? evil they have done and for all their detestable practices, and they will know that I am the Lord. I did not threaten in vain to bring this calamity on them. Now. I'm glad you said that. I didn't say it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you laugh in the mic? The Old the Testament, mic? things that that I... Oh, I'm going to piss Scott off again. In the Old Testament, when it attributes things to God and God feeling God's feelings, I get the sense that this is what the people think where God was at, there was a mixture of specific, probably specific divine revelations, but revelation, I should say. Wait, are you saying the Bible is not God-breathed? Um, no, but I'm saying that the Bible is full of stories of people seeking after God and God's people trying to meet God and w- w- where he's at and uh, seeking after God. And that, in my head, explains why sometimes God, it, God is jealous. God's not jealous. God is merciful. He's slow to anger. God is also quick to anger. I mean, these are all statements about God in the Old Testament, and I don't think God's nature actually changed from the Old to the New Testament. That's I, good to hear. I think that the way God was perceived by people has shifted and grown. Um, so it doesn't mean you throw out the Old Testament. It just means that. Uh, when you get you get flame, like hair on fire, God anger, God, um, it's potential that they you know was that actually was God actually doing that stuff or was that how they perceived what was going on, and that's how God was working. Yeah, we're human; we perceive things. Yeah. I agree with that. Even in the Bible, which I'm probably angering most most of the world. Right now. Most of your followers. Yeah. What are you looking up, Scott? Man, just go keep going. I think I think you were doing well. No, you hate it. You just weren't listening. No, weren't I, listening I, I enjoyed most of it. All right, great. I, I just wanted to say that correct, I agree. God's God hasn't changed. But from the Bible, the biblical perspective, 
I would want to say that there are no contra- the Bible isn't contradicting itself in its in its statements about who or what God is and God's character. Hmm. Okay. Well, maybe is, we'll, we'll is do that a different. Were you were you kind of uh, sometimes it that, it appears that way. That yes, you're saying that it at the very least it appears that way. That right. So that's what I was. That's what I was getting from what you were putting down. Yeah. And so up. maybe we'll set up a big episode where we can go into that more. But let's talk about ISIS sex. Oh, I thought you were just talking about. You should have just said, "Hey, let's talk about sex." Baby, neighbor calls cops after you woman yells me. ISIS is great during sex, Matt. Where, where, where is this, on the New York Post? Yeah, New York Post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brown Deer police received a call from an 82-year-old woman Sunday night who reported hearing her female neighbor chant, ISIS is good, ISIS is great, while having sex. Yes, but back to what you said earlier about people perceiving things. (laughs) That could have simply been just a perception by a silly neighbor who was concerned about ISIS and their neighbor and combined the two. She's She's probably scared from the news. If you see something, say something. ISIS is gunning for you. They will come and get you right after they're done having sex with each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, ISIS is one thing, but when you involve sex and ISIS in the same room, I would be concerned. Yeah, when I read that, it made my day in a small way. (laughs) Yeah, what? I wonder what they're actually saying. And I don't know if it's what's weird or that she's hearing that or if they were actually saying ISIS is good, ISIS is great, and if they're referring to the group, the terrorist group uh, ISIS, or if they're referring to uh, what you were saying earlier, you know, the the Egyptian god ISIS. Misinterpretation. Yeah, isn't it the god of love? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Either way. I I hope they were talking about the terror group, just making light of it and having fun with it. I don't know why that makes me happy, but if they were, good on them. I mean, when you when you Google ISIS sex, the the first item that comes up, Islamic State ruling aims to settle who can have sex with female slaves. So maybe there's more to the story. Clearly, and it's starting. Um, in that place, as I'm pulling it back up, Deer Brown, Brown Deer, Brown Deer, Milwaukee. ISIS <laughs> is there. They're coming for you. Sleeper cell. You know, know, one of the most important questions to ask before the end of the year is who is Ray's biological mother and father? Ray? Si, senor. Ray Finkel? No. From Star Wars, Episode 7. Oh, spoiler alert. I don't know, because it's not revealed, and not that we have any... Oh, raise the Chick. Yes, she's oh, the main she character. I was thinking she was that guy that was the son. No, that's Ben or Ren or someone else, but Ray, yeah, not, not the son of... of it's uh, not revealed, but the Force is strong. I gotta think Luke Skywalker, he had something to do with that DNA. I would agree. Is she hot? She's cute. She's yeah. She's cute. Yeah, she does a good job. Probably not Luke. Yeah, you know he at the end of the movie. Again, I already said spoiler alert, so you guys can um, stop. I haven't seen it. So. The end of the movie. Well, sorry, Scott. Are you okay? I'm fine. You okay? I'm, I'm okay. You good? Yeah. yeah, I don't know if we're revealing. I mean, Luke Skywalker is in it. He had a beard and he kept sticking out his lower jaw. Like, I don't know if he's trying to look intense, but his lower jaw is out. And his mouth was open, and he just turns around and just looking at her, and he's breathing like Jeff Pearson, our own Jeff Pearson, who's not here tonight. <laughs> but, man, when that guy – okay, side note, Jeff Pearson, really good with meeting new people at church and stuff, and he'll feel like, that guy is a guy I need to go talk to, and he goes and does it. However, in the buildup to that, he will sit like 20 feet away or stand 20 feet away, 
and just I catch him all the time and I say, dude, you're creeping on people. He's staring at Spitting them. Spitting fecal matter. He's breathing. He's he's just looking at them with his head down a little bit. His eyes are looking up as his head's down. It's kind of sinister and he's just breathing. And I know he's he's probably talking to God. God, what do I need to say? What am I going to do? Um, guide me in this. Lead me in this. But he looks like a creep. He looks scary. <laughs> he looks like a straight-up creep. And that's what Luke Skywalker looked like at the end of uh, Star Wars. So I read this interesting article about Ren and who her biological parents may be. And the obvious answer, which I thought the same thing, Luke, but she has tremendous power and force within her naturally, greater than perhaps... Darth Vader. And how who, how do they know that? Well, look how quickly she learned the skill, the force. And all of a sudden she was an, like close to expert at lightsaber skills. Exactly. And she taught herself. All she had to do was close her eyes for ten seconds. And pick it up. Did she watch a YouTube video? In her head. Yeah, it's in the future. No, it's a long time ago. It so never mind. Uh it is Anakin reincarnated. Okay, now there's something mm. we could talk about. Let's bring it back to the Bible. And pantheism. And God being everything. I think that's what you said before. No, I'm not prepared for this, Scott. All right, go back. So could you imagine? Back it's a role article. reversal because in the beginning, let's see if I can. I, I'm not a, I like Star Wars, but I'm going to get. I'm sure lots of this wrong, but you've got in the beginning Anakin, who then has a son, well, both son and daughter, but Anakin, aka Darth Vader, is fighting his son Luke. And then later in the story, you've got who do you have? You've got another uh, person in that movie. Another person in that movie. Yeah. So you've got Luke's. Well, let's see. How does this work? Princess Amendola? No, she's not. She doesn't have the uh, the force. She doesn't have. She doesn't have it in her genes, in her DNA, in her blood, whatever they call it. They call it something that it's well, in your yeah, blood. The life they're force. They're all connected. Yeah. And now you've got. Uh, <laughs> are they? The child. Uh, Just by the way, we are having a commentary on a fake person in a fake movie. And a producer could have her do whatever he wants. Who was just, that? Just, just by the way. Oh, who is that buzzkill? That's the uh, you know helicopter. At least I agree chip. with you. Sometimes babes. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. So there's a great article. A great article it, about yes. a fictitious. What are we talking about? Person. I'm getting this totally wrong. You got to edit this. This is great. <laughs> this is great Star Wars knowledge, Matt. No, it's yeah. You, you should uh, let, let's let's get that article and read the whole thing. Are they on the holodeck? I'm just kidding. That's Star Trek, silly. Oh. No. The Lord will smite you. Did I get that right? I don't know. It was a fascinating article. Because the obvious answer is Luke. (laughs) But uh, but she she knew she had a connection to that lightsaber immediately. It's too Darth Vader. You're right. It's too obvious that it's Luke. I know. I've been deceived. They could do a, a double cross though, and then make it seem like it's going to be Anakin reincarnated, and then all of a sudden, Boom's like, nope, that was me. I did that. Boom's in, like? In your mom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> you're, Scott, you're allowed to laugh at your own joke into the mic. It wasn't funny. Let's try it. <laughs> I wish I could. Bring it. Matt? Do you care if politicians speak an oath over the Bible when they enter office? Does that matter do to I you? Do I care if it's something other than the Bible, or do I care if they Either way, are forced or required to other speak? Other than the Bible. Like, say somebody were to swear on the Constitution, as opposed to swearing on the Bible. Is that bad? That's interesting, because... That put us on a dangerous path. I I don't know, but our country was created on biblical. Was I'm it? trying to be careful because Scooter's going to no, interject. No, just say your piece. I'm going to jump all over your ass. No, that's man. good. Okay. 
That's debatable. Sure. Am I, do I, do I do that? I don't want why, to be the person why that do they, it. Why do they that? swear over the Bible? That started somewhere in the beginning. But does in the matter? beginning of I don't our care country. where it started. We can talk about where it started, but does that matter? Does it actually have an effect? Does that grant favor from God or something? Well, like, what are well we oh, oh, that? that's totally different, I think. Maybe. But you've got all these old presidents, dead presidents, that that uh, make all these Christian statements, you know, that our country was founded on and and that we should be swearing an oath on the Bible and to God. But that's changing. That was a complete sentence, although it seemed incomplete. Because I left you hanging. <laughs> I just let you marinate in that for a second. I was letting you marinate in that, Zach. And I was. Your um, mama. Oh, man. You what about that Brillo pad on your head? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Hashtag. Ha- hashtag. Hashtag what? <laughs> I don't know the name of the movie. <laughs> Will Ferrell and uh, Mark Wahlberg movie coming up. See. Si. Yeah. Hey. YouTube. YouTube. The uh, schoolyard bullying or schoolyard uh, insults. For uh, <laughs> you'll find that it's good. Good stuff. The Backstreet Boys called. So this guy, this guy in North Carolina, this guy Bob Scott, he's in office, and this time he swore on the Constitution instead of putting his left hand on the Bible. And he said, I realize we are taking an oath to defend the Constitution, pure and simple, and those are the laws of the land. And if I'm going to give an oath, that's where I'm giving an oath to. It has nothing to do with religion. For our... For or against, I'm just swearing to protect and defend the Constitution. Thoughts, Scott? I would like to see people maintain their trust uh, in the Bible and its authority and its uh, foundation for the country that we have. Does having a policy where our... Politicians are required to swear on the Bible. Does that have any effect on the authority of Scripture and what what people think of it? Uh, well, I don't think. Or does it just make us feel good and comfortable? I don't think it's a policy. I don't think it can be a policy. Um, and I, it doesn't it doesn't say anything about. Well, that's what we do for the most part. It's what well, possibly, but I mean, I mean official. Pol- it's not an official policy, but if. If the president were to do that, it would there would be a, such a huge out, outcry. So well, okay. It would be difficult for someone to make that decision. But does, should that matter? But I don't. I don't, I don't think that should matter. I don't think it says anything about the Bible. I think okay, I wasn't listening. What was the question? <laughs> you jerk. It's more about us. It's, it says more about us as a country, not. It doesn't have anything to do with the authority of the Bible. What was the question? It, it doesn't. No, but but does it? I don't. I feel like it's it's meaningless if you look at how things actually get done, and we're swearing on the Bible. Our presidents, almost everybody, except for this Bob guy, was his name Bob or Paul, whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> it feels it feels like it's just the perception is what we want. We want to feel like we're safe. Feel like our leaders are Christians when they're not. Um, That's why they did that. What? That's why they do that. Uh, well, it, it starts from from something, but it. Here, here's a quote from nineteen oh. Mean anything? Here's a quote from nineteen oh seven from Teddy Roosevelt. Great. In the first place, we should insist that if the immigrant who comes here in good faith becomes an American and assimilates himself to us. He shall be treated on an exact equality with everyone else, for it is an outrage to discriminate against any such man because of creed or birthplace or origin, but this is predicated upon the person's becoming in every facet an American and nothing but an American. There can be no divided allegiance here. Any man who says he is an American, but something else also isn't an American at all. We have room for but one flag, the American flag. We have room for but one language here, and that is the English language. And we have room for but one sole loyalty, and that is a loyalty to the American people. Democracy. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. 
That sounds great. No, it does. And I'm, I I want you guys to respond. Um, that was a long time ago. Yeah, but that that is very Is that not American? National. Is that not No, it's very nationalistic no matter And that's not what how we were founded. And it's almost anti-freedom. It's very pro-American and nationalistic but anti-freedom. I don't well, I don't true. think our country was founded on that. But either okay. way, our That's it. We I think I think there are principles that our country is founded on that aren't you're going to speak English. Like God, swearing to God, dear God. So, make me bear. Make founding me bear. our country, this country from the sky. When they had this vision of this new place that we would have a hundred, hundreds of different languages translated throughout for stop signs and instructions and yeah, voting. It's, a, it's kind of a separate deal. Um, I mean, how do you do that? I mean, not that I'm against it, but I mean, there's got to be an efficient and effective. So Hispanics way. can't sw- can't pray to God. Is that what you're, that's what you just said? Hispanics aren't Christians. No, that's <laughs> not what I said. That's what I heard. But right? good job, man. I think I think that that quote is something that's if a little bit see different. How white than you are. So how how did people yeah. respond to that? Because honestly, I don't know. How do people respond to that quote? I, that I'm okay with having a national language. I'm okay with that. But swearing, and what's that national language? Swearing, yeah, swearing on swearing an oath on the Bible when you're inaugurated into office, I think, is different than. But it, but that, if our country was established with a national language of of English, I'm assuming, correct? The English, sure. Um, Whether well, an accent um, or not. I don't know. There were a lot of Italians. How does this apply to a lot of Spanish? No, because it all starts somewhere. So when they established our country, they didn't establish it solely on we're swearing on the Bible. There were a lot of other things that they established this country on freedom, for example, that you were talking about that we had. Basically, it was a rebellion against England and all that England. Right. But I think I think what this guy in the article is would say, and I think he does, and what you, he, and he, he alludes said, to, is that where does that freedom come from? It comes from a creator. And not continuing that idea is what he thinks is not a good idea. So people being upset, so he can do, he can do, he can swear in the Bible and then do it. Okay, I'm not talking about this guy specifically, but we all know most politicians uh, slash presidents slash whoever swear an oath in the Bible and they do a really shitty job. And it's not even, it may be not even up to them. I mean, so we they, should start the out. System. We should start out on a bad foot. No, I'm saying they can, swearing on the Bible, which one's worse? Swearing on the Bible that you're going to do what you say you're going to do and then you don't do it? No. Or not swearing on the Bible and yeah, you still one. do a shitty obedience, job. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I feel like it's over. It's almost overrated if it's going to be meaningless. It's just a. If I feel like it's a ceremonial thing. It's tradition. Just it's like, tradition. Yeah. Which I'm starting to to really hate tradition. Stop me, guys. Talk, Scott. Hurry. I kind of don't have an issue with him swearing on the Constitution. If yeah, I don't if either. He's swearing. Because if he's swearing that he's going to uphold the Constitution, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a creed. Uh, if if you know the people that hold to a creed, um, where the creed is based on biblical fact or you know their idea of what's biblical fact, as long so as it's approved by Scott, right? And and so if the Constitution. And what's this? What this guy is saying is the, the author of this article, which in the Christian Post, the Reverend Mark uh, H. Creech, he's saying that uh, this is his quote. This fact is voluminously evident in such matters nice as word. the biblical worldview that shaped the resistance of the colonies to King George's tyranny, the Declaration of Independence, his references to nature's God, the Creator the supreme judge of the world and its signer's acknowledgement of a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence. Uh, This is not to mention the repeated presidential and congressional calls for prayer and days of fasting and periods of great national challenges throughout American history. So what meet, what, uh, what's this guy's name? Creech 
He's saying that the Constitution is based on the Bible. So if this guy, Bob Scott, wants to swear his allegiance on a document that is based on the Bible, I don't, yeah, I don't, know. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that as you just said it, but I'm not even sure the Constitution, how much of the Constitution is actually based on the Bible. I know there's some stuff, but when we say we, get, we grow up learning, we get our rights from the Creator, from the Bill of Rights, or in the Bill of Rights, um, and which is an awesome idea, and I love that. But w- how do we know we actually have the right to bear arms from God? That's something that man man kind of made up, right? Really? Am I wrong? Well, provides I, I don't scripture. know if you're right or wrong. Is there a right from God that if the government says no, we want to take away guns? Um, that we are they to would be honor going that against God, because that's the way the Bill of Rights is set up. But even if we look at the Bill of Rights honestly, it's making assumptions that God's given us these things, which, if most Christians are going to revert to the Bible as the ultimate authority, most Christians, right? So at least two out of three of us, right, Scott? And he's not even listening to me. You can authority from the Bible. Yeah, two out of three of us agree. That the we get all of our authority from the Bible, right? Yes. Um, or three out of three, depending on the day. Yeah. Five. Um, she counts as two. We get not because of her size, but because oh of her importance. I cannot focus. Don't distract me, woman. Do we actually get not those look? rights from God? Where does she doing say to distract that? you? <laughs> She's talking. Lisa, put some oh, clothes so you on. Just, you, just really love, she, you just really love when she there talks. There is a woman roaming around the house doing things while we're talking, and she's just peppering <laughs> You might want to clarify that. Okay. Yes, please clarify. Doing things around the house that don't directly involve us. She's but the Bible right. does tell us that we are supposed to follow the rule of the land. And buy guns. And what's the scripture for that? Huh? Curly would demand that we uh, provide a reference. I love my Curly. You say that like the rest of us don't. Well, you don't. You told me that yesterday. Okay, all section one of the Constitution. All All people are by nature free and independent and have inalienable rights. See, the Calvinists, you just lost all the Calvinists right there. Well, all, because all could only be referring to a select few of that all. No, if or, it's all people yeah. by nature, boom, they're gone. No, by nature, though, I think referring back to the other documents, that that nature is... Oh, so this is safe God. for Calvinists? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Okay, now this is the California Constitution. People have the right to do whatever they want as long as they are not Republican. <laughs> you cannot defend yourself in your own home. And you? I'm just, I made that up. But it's true, isn't it? Okay, I'm going to read something biblically based. Romans 13, 1 through 7. Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established which means God established the authority in our land. Yes? Mm-hmm. That's what it says in Romans. Mm-hmm. That's okay. what it says in Romans. Scooter agrees. The authorities that exist have been established by God. <laughs> so God established our democratic authorities here in California. They've established the different governors and presidents of this country. I'm paraphrasing. I'm adding stuff. Consequently... If that's true for all time, yes. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. End quote. And we'll pick up. So those that... What's the judgment? So if you go against the Roman authorities, <clears throat> the Romans... It, it's you could read that as God's going to judge you, but I don't think that's what He's saying. No, like I don't. What's going to happen after you do that is the Romans are going to string you up on a wood. Exactly. Thingy. That's what it's called, right? Wood thing. So there uh, are wood, natural wood natural consequences yes. that we teach our children. Yeah, there are us. There are other parts of Scripture that talk about that. 
Second Peter or First Peter two thirteen. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether to a king, as to the one in authority, or to governors as set by him, for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. For such is the will of God that by doing right you may silence the ignorance of foolish men. And there's another part that talks about. I love that, and I hate it. Yeah, that talks about doing things so that you won't be punished by the authorities. Well, that's the debate by foolish men. So those in authority are they somewhere. foolish? Those in authority are they foolish? So do we obey them? So what? That, that's that's a tough question. I, I, is there a line somewhere between for what? Um, because obviously the early Christians were being martyred for what they believed, um, which means they were going against they the authorities. Diso- they disobeyed. Yeah, so they, they were the told line? to not preach the gospel. They were thrown in jail, told not to preach the gospel. They were let out of jail. What they do? They preach the gospel. Romans thirteen. So I think there is a line. So they didn't submit to the authorities. Right. So, so I think we're missing something in that specific yes. context where and something then, is lost going in translation. Back to the Old Testament, if we can, Zach, are we allowed to uh, use the Old Testament for any application in our time today? No. Okay. Well, never mind then. Go, still go there though. I hate you for it, but go there. Um, <laughs> yeah, there are times in the Old Testament where they went against the authorities. Rahab hid hid the spies, and it was accounted to her as um, I forget if it was righteousness. But God found. Did you say righteousness? Righteousness, yes, okay. yes, anti paleo. Um, that it, God. It was favorable in God's sight that she did that, that she hid the spies from her, from the authorities of the town. So that's at least one example. Well, here's a good one. Here it says uh, in this reference, gotquestions.org. Is there a time when we should intentionally disobey the laws of the land? The answer to that question may be found in Acts chapter 5, 27 to 29. Having brought the apostles... They made them appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. Quote, we gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. End quote. Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than men. From this, it is clear that as long as the law of the land does not contradict the law of God, we are bound to obey the law of the land. As soon as the law of the land contradicts God's command, we are to disobey the law of the land and obey God's law. However, even in that instance, we are to accept the government's authority over us. This is demonstrated by the fact that Peter and John did not protest being flogged, but instead rejoiced that they suffered for obeying God. Acts chapter 5, verse 40 to 42. And there's the problem with reading stuff and just having one verse. You, you're hearing that, uh, not you. I'll say, I'm hearing that a lot lately. The, the one you read before, which was submit to the authorities, that type of thing has been thrown around a lot lately. Um, but there's got to be a line. I'm, I'm super uncomfortable with those, those passages because I kind of have... a. And not saying I'm right, I could be totally wrong in this. I have a lot of libertarian leanings, um, so it's uncomfortable. But what you just read kind of fleshes it out a little bit, um, where there is a line. Well, what does your heart tell you? If if the law states that you're supposed to do something that contradicts God's laws, let's say California came up with some crazy law that said you had to have sex was with some other woman before you got married. Wait, you said this was crazy? What? <laughs> Next year okay, it may not do be. Do a different one. Do a crazy one. <laughs> Go ahead. You come up with a crazy I'm one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. So, so something crazy like that. You come up with another one. You fill in the blank. You know, the government comes up with some crazy law that contradicts God's law, whether, you know, that breaks one of the commandments. But it's a, it's a government, state, federal law, but obviously it contradicts God's law that's in your heart. Whether it's written in the Bible or not, something that contradicts what, I mean, God has impressed upon our hearts what is right and wrong. 
Maybe, maybe not. You In different ways, though. That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's another great conversation, too. Okay, but don't get distracted. So the point is, is that, yes, what does your heart tell you? Yeah, if, if, if the government tells you to do something that's illegal, no. My heart wants what my heart wants, Matt. So who are you to stop me? What percent is that, Mr. That Crater? That's 42.5%. I disagree. 95.5%. That's another great conversation. Why do people, people all seeking after God's will, all asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to them what Scripture is telling them to do or what, what the Scripture means, and they come up with completely different things, and it's probably unsolvable. So forget about it and just hang your head in shame, Matt. I don't. I didn't understand any of what you just said. It's okay. I'll take it all out. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's people that should not say anything about the scriptures themselves. Look at you. You are God is so proud of you defending His holy word. I know, man. I just, I just somehow, I feel that He needs to be defended. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it though. I love, don't punch. I me. love the pushback. But I, it's evident that I am struggling with, with the Bible being called like holy and perfect word. I, I can't say I, I subscribe that what we have is perfect, and, but I don't think that means it's not inspired and that God's not using it and that uh, it's not God's word. I w- I, I'm not outside those bounds, but that's also another, that's a two-hour, actually, that's, you and I have, Scott have talked about that for well, hours and yes. hours and hours. Have we talked about it actually on the podcast? Not not fully fleshed out, but I mean there are vol- we started now, this yeah. podcast's not gonna end. There are volumes written on that subject. One thing I would say, because I you know, I don't I don't think you want to really talk about it now, but it, when you say the word perfect, I don't know how many Christians are actually using that terminology, using saying inerrant. that the Bible is perfect. Okay, is does inerrant equal perfect? Without error. Does that equal perfect? What's the Are definition? Are perfect and inerrant the same thing? Or I think or, most people would say yes. I the know. general definition is yes. I don't... Amongst the populists. I might disagree with no, you. No, there may I not would. be errors, but could you make if it better? If it's inerrant... Which would make it more perfect. Oh, okay, I see where you're going. Okay, all right. If it's inerrant, does that mean it's perfect? Thanks, Matt. Could you make it better? Is that where you're going with that? Well, I don't. Could it be better? I don't. Okay, well that's different. Uh, uh, well, could what are it you be better? Implying it possibly could be better. I think what we have is pretty good, though. Can I say "darn" when referring to the Bible? No. It's pretty darn good. You could say it's pretty f- good if you wanted to. Zach, Beep. I just I don't like me being associated with a podcast that would. No, I didn't say use that. Cussing. I said you could say that. But I mean. Can you just you oh, good point. That. You gave a disclaimer that that you wasn't you. That. Yeah, but I mean, just being associated with the podcast that cusses, I just don't it, find that comfortable. Oh, really? Then get out. Okay. You get but wait, I, I can't. I need to defend the Bible. Hey, uh, I have a comment. <laughs> I know. We might, we might, I might, well, we, I might corrupt people. Most of us are a result of human nature. And naturally, we are. Did you want to say something? By mommy and dad. <laughs> before I finish, <laughs> boom! Here comes Matt. Same that, with Scott. Uh, Even Scott had a mommy of, and daddy. Speaking of natural, what's up with the pink socks? They're not pink, Scooter. They're light red. Uh, we are judgmental, and going back to what Crater had mentioned about questioning scripture and the accuracy, or. Um, uh, accuracy of the Bible, I guess. Is that the word? That's not effective. If it, uh, we judge it. We judge people. We judge what's written in the Bible. And that's natural for our fallen nature to question and judge. And I think that's what we as humans offspring Yeah, but should do. we be seeking after what's real and true? Yes. And so we should be seeking to learn what the Bible actually says and what was intent, what it, what was being written to the people, and understanding it in the original context. Yes, but you're questioning the and the the 
the uh, errors of... No, well, I believe that God... Where I'm at right now is that God is... And why are we doing this? This is too late in the podcast to start we, this We totally got off topic but with... I'm, yeah. I am, I'm at a place right now, and maybe we can talk about this later, because I know Scott and Matt, we're all in very different spots, but... Why? What do you mean? We're all sitting on the same couch. Well, you're not on me. I didn't say on you. Why? Not that I wouldn't want to want be same that spot to happen. I'm okay with that. If we want to be on the same spot, doesn't mean we're on the same page, but we'd be on the same spot. What I'm saying is, all throughout the Bible, using dirty, terrible people, rapists, sex offenders, all that stuff, and what, and then compiled by humans. Why do we need and expect it to be perfect and clean when it's not? Again, going so back. So why, why do I, that's where I'm at? I can't. I can't say that the Bible is perfect or inerrant. Um, I know a lot of people feel like it is. The more I read the Bible, the more I'm. I'm just struck with its people seeking after God and God using His people, letting His children write the story, um, and using it and redeeming it, even though. It's not without error. And I'm not just talking about the little, you know, somebody moved to zero the wrong way. But but what's what makes that so powerful is that it's real. Doesn't that... Yeah. And that's where I'm verify, settling on confirm. and becoming more comfortable with because I came out of a childhood and growing up where the Bible, the Bible is God's holy and perfect <clears throat> word um, and kind of implied was what you're taught is the way it is and there's no variance in that. And so you learn... There's all kinds of ways to interpret it, all kinds of different convictions. People see things a lot differently. Um, not to mention that there are things in the t- actual text that um, are variances uh, in accounts and laws and in apparent contradictions. I won't go full-blown, Scott, for you. But um, yet God still works through that and redeems that. Um, so, And I don't, I'm, not, I'm learning to not expect it to be Something that totally satisfies me. What about... That was really dirty. What What's happening over there? When I talk, does Excuse it make me. feel a certain way? So whether it's the original Hebrew or Greek or wh- whatever the original translation books that they were originally written in, you depending on where you are in your life, stage, uh, phase, I know you like, uh, reference that way, Zach. Season. Season, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Now, regardless of the season you're in, you, you interpret it differently. And whether it's the original translation or some other variance, you read the same variation of that translation, and you get something different out of it. Not that it d- doesn't, make, ma- doesn't uh, change your original intent. It just changes your how it affects you personally and that's how we perceive it and doesn't make it right or wrong because you sitting next to me could read the same passage and interpret it entirely differently doesn't make it wrong it's just how god is impressing it upon our heart i'm with scott with the high voice all right take it away boys uh well uh it can be wrong will you give me a, a little more whiskey yeah, it, it can be wrong. You want someone, Scott? No, I'm good. If you're having, you know, different interpretations, it's likely one of them is wrong. Very unlikely that both of them are right. Uh, that's that's all I really want to say about that. Not not interpreting it differently, differently, but how it impacts your heart. Oh, what okay. I'm getting at the core of it. Not not that I'm. Interpreting it with different words or different meaning or different. Yeah, you read the same words and some some one day it just hits you. Yeah. in a way. That's yeah, it's impactful. like with the season. Can you say okay. that for me? Uh, okay. Season? Thank you. Okay. So the season you're in, get you, yeah, like you like you know, regardless the, the sins you're dealing with, the the challenges, the struggles, lust, it, you, pornography, you, sure, rage, whatever they are, malice. These are all Matt's problems. Thank you. Animals. Yes. Animals. Uh, I don't know. If that's yeah. a sin. Just it's animals, not a sin. Animals, animals is general. not a sin. <laughs> <laughs> Holy animals. Um, interpreting it for me personally, and and though we may your opinion interpret it the same. No, no. Even though I'm stating this, it it's it's not just my opinion. <laughs> but uh, I think I speak for many out there. 
please like this podcast if you agree. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's a very similar translation. But you right, it's, impact, the same it's thing. impacting you in different ways. I agree with yeah. you. Yes. We're interpreting it the same way, the same significance, the same importance, the same words, however you want to describe it. Right, it, right. It Jesus is Lord. He's coming back right after the abomination of desolation before the wrath of God. Yes, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to punch um, you right in the butt. I. Okay. You're not supposed to talk about that. I'm not ready for that, but I disagree. I don't know why I just disagree. Because <laughs> it's impacting you different. Yeah. Because okay, let's make the assumption that no, you and I agree you, on a passage, or let's say an entire chapter, for that matter, or gosh, even a whole book. You know, we could... You know, or maybe we, even like even like the whole oh my New gosh. Testament. You could go that far. And you and I agree on it, you know, today... And read the same passage, same same book, same same testament, and then read the same thing next year. But you and I, you know, it just affects us differently. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I agree. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Is that what you're saying? I see what you're saying. I just I just want to go back to where's my whiskey? Inerrant inerrant doesn't mean perfect. I think people want it to but be it perfect. But it does mean sure. without error. But it means without error. Error in the theological sense, yes. Errors that you, an errors that an inerrantist would admit to are things like four thousand horses instead of forty thousand horses. That's not what I'm talking about, right? So, in that sense, the Bible is not inerrant because it does have mistakes, but the inerrantist would say that there are no theological contradictions. No archaeological contradictions, and that's yeah okay. That's fair maybe, enough. Maybe not archaeo. I don't agree, but I think archaeological is probably an, an, an anachronism. You would say that there are no stories that are proven false via archaeology or other histories. If it was proved that in fact the battle that Jericho did not fall in the way the Bible portrayed it as falling. Does that mean the Bible is in error? Or is it possible for you... Let's just say it was proved that. Is that going to shatter you? Or is it going to be like, well, we got the gist of it right. Or, or the point of the story is what matters. Because I think there's a lot of stories that probably more than most Christians are comfortable that there's a good chance that they they are driving home a point more so than getting exact details right. Okay, Scott's since chewing. Peter's chewing, I'm going to interject. And uh, that's why you're here. When we all, all three of us, are reading scripture silently together in the same room on mm-hmm. the same couch, yeah. reading the same scripture, does yeah. the Holy Spirit speak to us differently while reading that scripture? Apparently, because Christians believe a lot of different things. About the same topics. Yeah, but are they listening to the Holy Spirit, or are they listening to yeah, that's, some other voice? You may be right, but I, at this point in my life, I feel like that's a cop, that's cop out talk. Really? Like, yeah, that that they're just they're not really asking God for help because well, they're okay, getting it differently. Okay, sure, but if if you are honestly and other than what other way is there of saying that and ha- and connecting and, and having. That intimacy, Dave, no, what's his name? John, John Eldridge. Thank you. You're a fan. You're a fan of him. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And by you, you mean Scott. Yes, Scott. <laughs> yeah, really. So, and by you know, fan, being you mean intimate not and sure. honest and vulnerable <laughs> with, the, with God and reading scripture. Okay, let's make the assumption that we're, we're listening to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's going to say something differently to each of us, correct? Ooh, that is a tough I, I, one. We're making assumptions here. But yes, the Holy Spirit is going to say something unique to you, unique to me, and unique to Zach. I'm not... Ooh, I don't know if I agree with that. As a blanket statement. But you and but I probably yeah. on some have completely different lives. And we're in totally different seasons. I think, Although we're all in one I season. think that the truth of the scriptures can 
be applied to you in your different life stage. But okay, it's still perfect. the truth of the scripture that Agreed. the spirit would speak to you. That's exactly what I was saying. So put it in your words and that's fine. Okay. <laughs> I agree with that. It, it the basically Holy Spirit's going to say something different to you and different to me. That's what you said in different like words. Like back when slavery was okay and they used the Bible to justify it? <laughs> no. yeah. Okay. But what you just reinterpreted <laughs> is the same thing I said, just in your terms, in your words. If, if you want to say the Spirit is the Spirit of truth and use that in the same way that I'm Did using Did I say truth, untruth? Then I, I guess I, get your, I, I guess I agree. Did I say untruth? No, but... It just seems more, I'm going to use a really big word here, and I don't know if it actually fits, but I'm going to use it anyway, because I want to sound smart. It just, what you're saying just sounds a little more esoteric than uh, the Spirit will teach you all things. Okay, well, Scott likes, you're smarter than I am, but Scott it's... Scott likes I'm, clean I'm say- definitions. Yes, I... Scott I, likes really clean definitions, and And I appreciate that. Yeah, I just don't know that we are going to have that, and I'm learning to operate in the realm of... I think God likes his kids wrestling with these issues and even coming up with different ideas of scripture and we can disagree and still be really good friends sometimes so i'm going to end it with that scooter agrees with what i said and that uh (laughs) matt sather is right that's matt sather at aol.doucheknuckle.com i like that all right so do we care that this guy i mean i i feel like the constitution's overrated swearing in the bible is overrated what in the hearts that ma- matters that was gonna be way more profound if it came out profound naturally. it's what in the hearts it's the heart swearing in the bible is just another one of those idols because if you look at how what what our country actually does and how it's run it's not very biblical if you if you pay attention closely if you only listen to what uh your favorite candidate says you'll probably feel pretty good about yourself and your standing with the state and the church all being wrapped into one. But, so, do we care? Do any of you care if he swears in the Bible? This guy, this Bob guy? I, I think it was can... Was it Rich? Bob, Bob which? Bob Scott? I think it can lead to other moves away from the Christianness, quote-unquote, or what remains of... Um, the Christianness of America. What if you think we weren't Christians? It was never a Christian nation. Fine. We can argue about that later. Uh, but I think we just moved further and further away, and that I think is a more detrimental than than uh, people being hypocrites. I like how you were. You guys were afraid when I dropped an f bomb, and I didn't actually say anything. I said you wouldn't say that word. You wouldn't say that. But that word is the but word. I didn't say it. No, but so you did say it. So the way those letters are positioned is a problem. The bird is the it's word. Even though I wasn't saying that, I was saying you wouldn't the say that. The way those letters are positioned. Yeah. What does that mean? Because could spell other words if it was arranged differently. <laughs> what word would that be? Kafk? Kafk. Oofk? Watch your mouth. Watch your cuffkin mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the way the letters Shut the are oofk up. positioned. <laughs> Can you invert them? Yeah, I was talking to Aubrey about that. I was, okay, shit, crap, poop. They all mean the same thing, Doo-doo. depending on the context. And yet, shit is bad. Crap is, uh, if you're a kid, oh, we don't, you just don't say that. But poo-poo, okay, that's okay. And I hate that. What's wrong with that? It's stupid. Okay. And, you and are mentally privates challenged. is more appropriate. I am mentally than, challenged. Uh, it's the same. It means the same thing as your retard. Oh no! How dare you? Okay. So is that is that the same thing? Yeah, I think that one's overrated too. Now, calling your friends a retard, or in the it's the same thing. If you call it's somebody the that, same thing. No, if you call somebody, if you call one of your friends a, re, a retard. In your own company, and nobody's retard offended. I have zero problem with that. If I you agree. do it in a context, I told Aubrey, and 
if my mom listens to this, she's probably going to hate it uh, because I told Aubrey. I'm like, do you know what shit means? <laughs> I think your wife hated it, too. She probably did, but it. I'm just like, it's all about context. It's all about how you use the words, and sometimes it's like we're joking around and I call you a piece of shit. It's not, it doesn't bother me. Uh, if it, bothers, well, it doesn't bother you when you call me, a it piece doesn't of bother shit. me at all. <laughs> if it bothers you, that's something you're going to need to pray about. But, uh, it's all about the context. If I was doing that in front of people that would be offended, then, uh, you know, it's different. You just need to watch Christmas vacation. with. Do Uchilla. you think that, that there are words that we should not say no matter what? Mm. It's, it's, it comes back to the heart scooter. It's all I know I say that a lot. So no matter what you do, it's a ma- it matters what your heart, this the morning, position of your heart. I walked outside my house at 6.15 this morning. My heart position and is mostly I missionary. And I said out loud, louder than I have said <laughs> maybe ever, I said, F-. My car got towed. And I had to pay 230 bucks oh, this man. morning to get it out. Man, did it get towed because you said the F word? No. Well, because God knew you were going to say the F word, no. and that, that's why towed. I got towed. He's really been under attack. Oh, so yeah. His, <laughs> spiritual his attack. Awesome. His land Either cruiser. that, or he parked his in front no. of the fire hydrant. No. <laughs> okay, so which one of your three or four cars got towed? No. This is where it sounds awesome. You <laughs> no. just come out as three. like... Three. <laughs> I'm under attack. My third car got towed. Can you guys pray for me? I just feel like I'm under the yeah. impression of the evil it one. Was, it was ridiculous, you know... My third car got towed. We were taking the day off to drive up to the mountains and have this glorious day with our children and to spend all this money. And, and, and I woke up this morning and I had to pay more money. It was just, I was totally under attack. Why did you get towed? <laughs> um, I parked somewhere I wasn't supposed to, but it wasn't my fault. Um, they towed me and they shouldn't have. Oh, really? Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely not your fault. I got a new good friend that's an ISIS refugee, and I'm going to send this to him. And you just think about how you're going to make him feel by saying you're under attack. Oh, totally. Yeah, because it wasn't my fault. They're out to get me. So he's scraping by, barely got to America, just wants to work hard, and your third car got towed, and you're under attack. You are an ass. Uh, Agree with most of that. You know that game where you create a story one word at a time? Oh, yeah, go for or it. Or one phrase. Yeah. In the beginning. There was. A giant. Man. That. Had. A. Big. Um, testicular. Field. That was. Full of many seeds. And then. He used those seeds. To proclamate, proclam, pro, uh, what's the word? I'm not sure what word you. <laughs> the, the word was he used those seeds to proclamate his kind, and then he said it very loud, and the world said, "Wow, nice seeds." <laughs>